Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome, welcome to episode 299 of Film Bastards. That's right, 299. My God. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. And Becky Foster, hello everybody. And can I just check, do I do I sound loud enough? You do sound loud enough, yes, okay, to us. Cool. I'm 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 sat I'm sat back now, so uh, okay, good. Um, so hello, one and all. Um, apologies for missing last week. Um, work got in the way for like the first time ever, uh, which was fucking horrendous. And I'm I like I don't know how. I'll... Like Mark has a managementy type role as well, and I already don't know how he does it. <laughs> I try to drink a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fast becoming my fucking uh, way of doing things. I, I didn't, even though I didn't drink last night, actually, I was proud of myself. Um, so, coming you up on... So, sorry? Did you have the day off? Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> Depressingly, <laughs> that might be what it was, because I've, I've got, like, fucking seven in for tonight's podcast recording, I'm already too deep. Good, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a milkshake IPA. Uh, mm. That was on sale um, in Asda from Bad Co. Oh uh, yeah, which Bad was nice, uh, fucking lovely. Actually, it was really yeah. No, it was really good. I had that with dinner. That was lovely. Um, Milkshake IPA and a green Thai curry, which was actually a pretty good combination. I thought you were about to say a green Thai curry IPA. Then yeah, I was about oh. to go. that sounds fucking lethal. Compared to Asda, though, like not a massive fan. In general, oh, but they have a good selection of beer. Cool, they do. Even no, that. That's, that's, they do, yeah. Not good enough to get me going more. It's fucking. I mean, like, it is mental that out of the major supermarket chains, they are by far the best. Like Tesco are all right, and Sainsbury's are okay, but Sainsbury's never have any offers on them. No, which is fucking infuriating. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, as the fair, and I, I understand your position there, Mark, but like, they ain't bad. They ain't bad. Um, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. They had, um, that 12 bottle, uh, mixed dog brew dog case. It was like, uh, the 12 bottle case for a tenner in there today. And they're usually like 15, 16 quid anywhere else. Um, but anyway, you're running the full political spectrum with your beer choices, aren't you? From your Tory waitress delivery the other day to Asda. I I have no allegiance. I go where voucher codes take me. <laughs> um, it actually, Asda wasn't voucher code. It was just. It was literally. It was the nearest supermarket to where Lottie and I went swimming earlier on. Oh, did off. you go to the little family swimming trip? You and lots. Yeah, we go swimming quite a lot. What's wrong with oh, that? Oh no, that's just really cute. Yeah, man. No, she oh, fucking loves it. That, that, that's, a, that's a genuine, you know, actual... Aww. Yeah, no, <laughs> little daddy-daughter swimming trip. That's lovely. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, we go quite a lot. Like, I mean, look, it's... Oh, Cardiff International Pool's fucking fantastic. It's got, like, a... It's got a kind of, like, a rap... Like, almost like a swirly rapids bit, but inside, and there's uh, there's free slides um, that, that you can go down, and, that like, the leisure pool bit's fucking fantastic. Anyway... Um, we, I, Did she I, um, wear goggles? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. My I, heart I, hurts a little bit now. Uh, 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 apologies. <laughs> no, in a good way. I feel an uncomfortable silence remark. 
Anyway, so as Rick J Kid pointed out, uh, patron and long time listener Rick J Kid, um, two fantastically titled films um, coming up for review tonight. Um, I'm now panicking that it wasn't Rick. Who said? Uh, yeah, it was. It was totally Rick. Sorry, Rick. Um, I I knew it was you, but I just had a little panic on. Um, two fantastically filmed titles being reviewed tonight: um, "Drag the Cost Concrete" and uh, "The Man Who Killed Hitler" and then "The Bigfoot." <laughs> and we're also going to cover the Nate's Patreon pick, uh, which I believe was Marcus's pick. Uh, indeed. The sorry, it was indeed. Yeah, uh, the French sci-fi horror thingamajig evolution um so we'll probably have some tangents i mean there's a fair bit of what we watched because no what we watched was done uh last week well we'll don't see you judge how us, we... Ian. sorry don't you judge us for missing out what we've been watching i, I, I it, it was literally just a statement <laughs> the lady doth protest too much <sighs> no no we have got a fair fair whack to do actually don't we we do cool so let's get on it. Fuck the news. Let's just uh, let's just do some trailers. Unless anybody had anything burning. Jason Momoa shaved his beard off. That's not news. People that's are shook. A, that's just a thing that happened. People are People shook. People are shook. Yeah. Have you seen him? Without his, it's weird. He looks wrong. He did it for like a good cause or some shit though, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think I'd have preferred him to have like waxed his legs or something. Hmm. You know it'll grow batched saying that. Oh, will it now? Yeah. Yeah. It's when you argue about like cutting your beard short, I can just throw that at you. I've just let it trim, like last week. <laughs> it's still very long though, isn't it? Yeah, so. <laughs> and it trimmed last week. Yeah. And like Why is your neck in? Three millimetres off it. Can't take too much off perfection. <laughs> fucking solid start this is um, <laughs> deary me um okay so yeah jason momoa and trailers let's do some trailers uh what have we got i feel like there's something oh when i say something big i think i mean physically because like godzilla king of the monsters um does does anyone care no no nobody cares like it it, 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 you know what it looks like Another Godzilla movie. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's sorry. Just, I don't. I, like you said, I just. I thought. But it's, and it, it, it's going to be perfectly seven out of ten that will either then go to five out of ten on a rewatch or seven and a half out of ten on a rewatch. Mm. And that's it. I think we've had this discussion on here before, but is this like. Is this a sequel to. The last Godzilla movie, or Literally. is it part of the Kong Skull Island kind of? They're all universe? part of the same universe. It, it's it's yeah. both. Yeah, right. this is Godzilla Two: King of the Monsters. Right. Okay. Okay. And cool. Sally Hawkins and Ken Watanabe were in the first one. They're back in this one. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I. It's directed by Michael Doherty. I like him, Trick or Treat and Krampus. Big fan of both of those. Intrigued to see what he does with an action film. But yeah, it just looks like big giant monsters stomping around. I, it, it's hard to get... It's weird to say, but it's hard to get excited about that, eh? It, it just it seems a little bit like it's, it's going to get lost in the flood a little bit this year. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no hook to it. 
No, I mean, I suppose the thing the, the, the thing it's got is that it's like kind of all of them, isn't it? But I, I, I just, I think that's a little bit too much. Possibly. I feel like they could have maybe just kind of gone with, like, like the Kong Skull Island um, one. They could have just done a film about one of the other ones. There's enough Godzilla material out there. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, yeah, it just all feels a little bit... I, I'll see it because I like the director. Uh, I like pretty much all the cast. So, you know, there's that. But I, just, I feel like it's just not going to... I don't think it's going to do badly, but I don't think it's going to do that well either. It should be fine. Yeah, it should be there. Yeah, it'll exist. It'll be better than the first one. Yeah, it probably will be. It better be fucking better than the first one. Has the sequel already been, like, greenlit then? Because there's Godzilla vs. Kong coming out 2020, according to IMDb, and it's got Yeah, yeah. Adam Wingard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all in development, yeah. Okay. Like, I, th- I think that's like shot or shooting um, I think, I think it, they've started shooting I think he said it's in post-production yeah I shot them yeah I mean but that, that's the thing and also Godzilla versus Kong because like Kong Skull Island Kong like is kind of a good guy really mm. it's like other yeah. people like humans coming into his turf and then sympathetic humans are like, oh, actually, do you know what? You're a good dude. Godzilla, they want to team up with Godzilla to go after the other monsters. So what the fuck is Godzilla versus Kong going to be then? Because it's like, well, they're both good guys. Yeah. To wait and see. Unless, I don't know, what is it going to be? Like, fucking Kong is mind-controlled by Mothra or something. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, the synopsis doesn't really give much away. The gigantic Kong meets the unstoppable Godzilla. The world watches to see which one becomes the king of all monsters. Cool. I mean, Godzilla, in it? Godzilla's called king of monsters. He's he's the king of the monsters, and he's got fucking blue fire breath. This movie doesn't come out for the year, and already I'm bored of it. <laughs> but, no, seriously, though, Kong's just big. Yeah. Like, Godzilla, he's big, and he's got fucking fire breath. Yeah. Just roast that fucker. Like, Kong's not fast. Really just, big, though. I mean, he's really big, but just burn him. But, I mean, that blue fire, it's hotter than orange fire. That blue fire's hot. Did you learn that in GCSE science? I fucking learnt it through life. <laughs> Yeah, no, it does seem a bit of an odd one. So, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Looking forward to an apathetic review on that one. Kind of hope there's some some original Netflix original out that week that uh, <laughs> we got some more mileage out of, but we shall see. Uh, what, what other trailers, guys? Um, I mean, the only other one that I can see that I've caught is... Because you, you need to tell us about what you thought about the second, the second Hobson Shaw trailer. Because mm. you were on last week. The only other one is the Gemini Man. Oh fuck it, hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, which looks looks. Uh, thing is, it's an interesting premise that was done in Looper, but it's an interesting yeah. premise <laughs> that was done in Looper. Yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety-seven like... called it wants its trailer back. Sorry. Yeah, it very much is <laughs> like that. Um, it is. It does feel like the movie that someone made before Paycheck. Um, 
but also as well, you're going, right, Will Smith. So it's Will Smith versus young Will Smith. The thing is, we've seen young Will Smith because he was Will Smith when he was young, right? Why is he playing him so lame? Why is the voice pitched like that? They need to, they need to sort that voice out. Yeah, I need to watch this fucking trailer now. Oh, not, not, not seen right. Seriously, Becky, just watch it now. Just watch it now. We'll talk about while you're watching it. I want to talk about a trailer. If that's all right. Yes. Right. Um, critic for Empire, Amon um, uh, Warman. Every year puts out a summer blockbuster trailer. He calls yeah. it the Amontage. That thing is fucking brilliant. I and, have not seen this. I'll have to get you to leave me a letter. Oh my god! Like seriously, he it, like fair play. Like it's been all over Twitter. Like David Ehrlich, I, I think writes for IndieWire, does like a massive like top films of the year kind of thing at the end of every year, and this feels of a piece of that. But as a summer trailer, and it is fucking banging. Yeah. And he's he's a lovely dude as well. Like the Twitter interactions I've had with him have all have all been fantastic in the past. And like, it, yeah, I just it's it's really really good. I think he's a warman with uh, two ends on the end on Twitter. Um, and fair play to him, he's been kind of like publicising it a lot. And I I would as well if I were him. It's really 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 cool. It gets you amped. And do you remember that that like they had like a. See, they did these for like a few years, like earlier in the decade, I swear, where it was just like in every three months, it would be like, right, the autumn of cinema, the winter of cinema, spring of cinema, summer of cinema. And it was almost just like a cinema industry ad for dude, like, sorry? Dude, dude, I remember when Empire used to do every year, I think in like maybe February's issue or something like that. Mm. Back in the like the, the day, back in the nineties, you used to get a VHS with it one month that had a load of trailers for films that were out later on that year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like that, but just Sorry, like I can't search oh, shush, Siri. <laughs> it's like the average length of a movie trailer, but it's just like for all the like the summer blockbusters and. It's fucking brilliant. It's really, really cool. Um, and I just wanted to um, shout it out. Um, and also, I've been listening to a podcast. Um, he's on the Marvel rap, where they're going through every single film in the MCU. I've been listening to that. Um, like, There's no way I'm going to get it all done for um, Endgame tomorrow, but I'm, I'm going to listen past it. So, yeah, uh, he's a good dude. Really, really cool trailer. And I'm glad he's getting um, the notice from the people he's getting the notice from. Cool, cool, cool. And has Becky just walked back in? She's just coming back in now, yeah. Just to say, the what is it? The Empire Magazine trailers thing. There's some of them on YouTube. Oh, really? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, they, yeah, they, they used to come with the, the actual magazine. I think, I think I actually might still have, like, 96, 97, and 98. Uh, and it literally should have VHS of, like, 40 minutes worth of, like, trailers. Bet you can tell those fuckers on eBay. That's the dream, isn't it? What? Fucking love trailers. I could sit and watch trailers for I used to minutes. do trailer reels for when we used to do the movie night. Oh, you did, oh, yeah? Oh, God, yeah. I used to make trailer reels. Yeah. I could send you... Yeah, what do you think? 
I, I have less of an issue with the voice and more of an issue with the really terrible computer work they've done to his face on the younger version of himself. Mm. Why not just get someone younger who looks like him? Because it won't work. It, it's the USP, though, isn't it? I mean, like the, my my feeling on this is that it's going to be a very, very, very generic story which Ang Lee has attached himself to because it's like, right, I can have how much of a, as a budget, I can do this in high frame rate, I can do this in 3D, I can CG the fuck out of Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, all right then. It's basically giving Ang Lee all the toys. And yeah. this, this is what we're going to have. And, I like, you know, bad marketing has led to good films before. Um... So, you know, and, and to be fair, Ang Lee, his recent track record, I really like Billy Lynn's ha- uh, Long Half-Time Walk. Um, that film is really, really undervalued. But this just looks... Just even the fact it's coming from Columbia, who I swear were the studio for these kinds of action thrillers from the late 90s. Yeah, it, they were. It just, it feels... It it feels like it is nineteen ninety seven. It's pre Matrix. Is it, it Jerry Brockheimer? Yeah, Jerry Brockheimer. Yeah, Jerry Brockheimer's producing it. It's pre Matrix. It's starring Will Smith in an action thriller, which you know, Enemy of the State was ninety eight. Yeah, you know, it just it feels. It literally feels like when this comes out, it's going to be, surprise, this is a film from 20 years ago, but we've replaced, all, uh, like, it was originally Morgan Freeman in the Will Smith role when we CG'd him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does, it does look really good, even just from the trailer. And yeah, it looks like it was shot on video as well. <laughs> Which Michael Mann likes doing a lot in around that time. I mean, maybe more the early noughties, but he fucking loved making his films look like shit for a while. Yeah, he didn't do well with going on digital that early today. Oh, God. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I'm scared about rewatching Public Enemies, because I used to fucking love that film. And it's like, watching it now, with that look, I'm... I'm it's uh, not as bad as you'd think. Really? Okay, that's... that's... Oh! Gemini Man! Ian! Yeah. Originally conceived in 1997, the film went through development hell for nearly 20 years. Several directors, including Tony Scott, Curtis Hanson and Joe Carnahan, were all attached at some point, and numerous actors, including Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Clint Eastwood and Sean Connery were set to star. Yeah, this feels like Tony Scott. It, it feels like what Tony Scott would have done if he didn't do any of me of the state. Yeah. So that is, that is so correct. That, is, that has been going for 20 years. What, what would have been more interesting is if they'd filmed the early Will Smith bits 20 years ago yeah. and then the what is it bits now and right now I, I guarantee you Richard Lintler is going shit yeah I was going to oh. say like a Lintler okay. boyhood as an action film fuck <laughs> uh, see that I'd be interested in yeah well, kid from boyhood was in one of the films we're talking about later on wasn't he Oh, yeah. Ella Ella Cochran. Yeah. Yeah, he fucking was, wasn't he? Yeah. What was he in? He was in uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Store the clerk. Store clerk, yeah, yeah, he totally was. Okay. Right, well, segue? Are we. Is that trailers? Yeah, that, 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 well, yeah. yeah, that's trailers, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
Fuck it. All right. Let's talk about the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot then. Um, My grandfather used to tell me stories all about this one soldier. As he got older, the stories got stranger. Some I believed, others I don't know. But it wasn't describing a man. Wallet, keys. It was more like something mythic, legendary. You didn't pull any swords from any stones, did you? But you might have done something. Something bigger, maybe. So how have you been? You look a little tired. What's bothering you? Things I could have done differently. Regrets. I shot someone during the war. I never wanted that. Even if he had it coming. And he did. Even though I didn't actually have it up who directed this, and his name's really long. Uh, Um, It is Robert D. uh, Kuskowski. Sweet. Starring uh, Ella Cochran in a one-scene wonder cameo, uh, Sam Elliott, uh, Ron Livingston, uh, Larry Miller, uh, Aidan Turner, and um, others. So, this is the story of a man, played by Sam Elliott, who who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Um, You know, spoiler. Um, But I suppose it's kind of more, more about that. It's about how his personal life has been impacted by the professional moments of his life and what he has lost out on personally because of his professional life and how he basically tries to be a quiet, good man uh, while having, like, zero kind of pride in, in his accomplishments. And it's just a... It's a fucking... It is an odd beast of a film. Uh, I believe it played Fright Fest last year, which with a title like that, you would imagine it would do. Um, And yet, it kind of... For me, it kind of feels like that would have been the film of the weekend in any of the Fright Fests that I went to, quite frankly. And yet, I'd, I'd still say it's a solid four out of five. I probably wouldn't go any higher than that. Anyway, um, Becky, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot, what are your thoughts? I I really, really loved it, to be fair. I um, I, I thought I would. Um, I, it wasn't the movie that I was expecting. Um, but, yeah, I think it was more the bits where it was kind of him pondering on his, you know, kind of the, the, the bits where he's older rather than the flashbacks of the bits that are, Obviously, it's the, it's the main body of the film, but that's the bits that's more interesting. Like when he comes out of the flashback, and you can kind of see this wistful look on his face. Um, clearly, he's got like quite a lot of regrets, and I think it's a really, really good performance from Sam Elliott because um, he's, he's it's it's a subtle performance, but I, I think not many people could get across the emotion that he does just by like twitching his mustache. Which is a you know it's a it's a power play. <laughs> it's a it's it's a power play. Yeah, it's you know he's he's he knows what his strengths are and he's working through them. He's he's, he's using that mustache right. Oh oh, like Sam Elliott, the actor. Sorry, I thought yeah. you meant the character. It was like he's the kind of character <laughs> who like 
knows he has power but wouldn't use his moustache <laughs> um but yeah i think i think the stuff like the relationship stuff with his brother was was really good um the bits with the the girl the flashback when he comes back and he's reading her letters and stuff and then he dumps all the stuff in the bin and you're like what are you doing you mental she's waiting for you and then it turns out that she's actually died and it's 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 just a bit heartbreaking because he's cursed he is cursed from that crazy man with the yep. razor. Yeah. That fucking moment where he is on his knee with the ring and she just says, you better catch up. Oh, God, yeah, that's awful. You're like, just turn around. Like, Ugh. I did not expect this film to do something like that. And, I, you know, I think the film is titled in such a way that it's making you think that it is something else. Yeah. Even though yeah. I, I I do also think that that maybe has relegated it to it's straight to rent or buy on iTunes, um, which I think is a shame because uh, I almost think if this film was titled differently, I, and even though maybe it's just ten years ago this would have got a theatrical release, maybe now this is just this film's home, but it it feels. It feels rough on it because it's got a moment like that. Like, the moment like that is of a piece of Sam Elliott's la- uh, last, like, image in A Star Is Born. In just in terms of sheer Sam Elliott-adjacent character gut punches. That, that hopeful little look on his face as well when he's waiting for her to turn around and, and she doesn't, it's, oh, it's, it is heartbreaking at points. Absolutely, Mark. Thoughts? Um, again, it's not—it's not the film I was going expecting. It's not—I mean, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot is a very Corman-esque title, and it, it screams genre pick. Um, and then when you get into it, it starts off, and you're thinking, "Yep, yeah, this is very genre picky." You've got costumes and it's staging and this is going to be it's going to jump around you we're going to get to see him killing Hitler and then we're going to get to see him going after the Bigfoot and that is what you get but it's not that genre-y those kind of they're, they're, those things are kind of incidental within it aren't yeah, they it, yeah it, 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 it's, it's like I say it, it's more about the character uh, and how he how he deals with how his life's gone yeah, what he's, you know, what he's missed out on. And so, and as well, I, I thought it was very interesting the fact that I was assuming it was going to be an alternative history movie. Yeah. And it's yeah. not. And I love the fact that, that they cover that and it's such a throwaway moment and he, it's not a a big trend gesture. It's just a, you know, oh, it's, they had other, what is it? They just used them, I think one blah and then one was a, you know, shot himself in an act of cowardice. Yeah. And it was very much right. That was really fucking well dealt with. Actually, that that that's that's just that's just good writing. I I, I, I liked. Sorry, like the oh. Ron Livingston already kind of suspecting this. His reaction to it, but then the French or like the, the French Canadian guy who's with him was like, "Sorry, this is World War Two." Just trying to like, he's he's so far behind the other two in comprehending what this actually fucking means. Yeah, because um, Ron Livingston's yeah. character clearly knows it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does. He says he knows it because he, he was told it by his granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, um, it, it's it also just the way it with the Bigfoot thing. It literally just there's no him going off. You get essentially the fucking Snake Plissken moment of him going in and getting his stuff and going that gun, that knife, that what is it? That's it. And then yeah, and, and, and then, then shot. And then that cuts to that fucking image of him and the French Canadian guy looking at the fucking forest on fire. It's a fucking hell of a shot, that. That shot is fucking fantastic. It is, it's a beautiful shot, is that. Um, it, it's such a... It, it, it's a very kind of like... It's a powerful shot. It's a shot you don't expect to see in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Just to go back before okay. I move on too far, sorry, um, to the scene where him and the agents are talking. Mm. Um, doesn't he go like, oh, I, I heard some stories from my granddad and then he, they, they're talking about other stuff and then he kind of goes, oh, it's true, isn't it? Like, he's always heard this story yeah. but not believed it and then he's like, oh, shit, actually. Isn't that, that, that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because he's like, um, I, we always thought he was senile, but I'm starting yeah. to think maybe he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like that bit, where mm-hmm. he's just like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you get the whole thing with, with with Bigfoot, which is I thought was really quite, again, it's, it's, it's like an epic battle, but it's not an epic battle, and then you get the fake out, and it all... It's just a very well done film, but it, mm. like I say, it's weird. It's just not the film I was expecting, and I don't know whether that's. I kind of prefer the film we got. Yeah. But it, it was a little bit odd while I was watching it. Going, this is this is odd. I, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. What, what did you think? Ian? Yeah, no, I mean, I I I, I thought it was strong. Um, it. <laughs> It, it it got to me more at the end when I realised what it was, and like like you say, it's just like when you're watching it, it is a bit trying to put the pieces together and what what exactly is fucking going on here then, um, and and I think on a rewatch, it would go up once you know what the film is, because uh, like you say at yeah. the start, it kind of does look like it's going to be a man on a mission film, um, you know, you got him kind of like kicking the ass of those guys trying to mug him and you got the back in the day kind of like infiltration of the Nazi compound bit um so you it, it does kind of make you think oh okay it's just it's gonna be what the title is but it hits you with the quieter stuff the scene with that guy like basically cursing him mm. is like it that then starts to go into right what is this then? And then the relationship with the the woman and how that that builds and how he's constantly unlucky and kind of saying what he wants to say. And then, you know, you put the pieces together and then by the end, knowing that literally everything is cursed and she dies, you know, the fact that she dies, like you you get the revelation that she, she died and then later on you see the last scene of those two together just to compound that it's just like right that doesn't feel that doesn't feel manipulative it because his character's not defined by that moment necessarily at that moment you don't think he is anyway it's just like um he loved a woman and she i am right i just want to check my 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 thinking there's correct it's like at the funeral larry miller's like he loved a woman and she died 
and then le- and then like a couple scenes later is their last scene together and then the kind of realization that he never got to propose to her yeah yeah so that that that's it it's like all throughout the film it's what happened to this woman and then it's oh she died and i'll be honest when he had the moment where the kid gave him the dinosaur I thought that was his kid. I thought it was jumping around in time. I didn't get that that was his brother. Uh. So then, like, and I don't know whether that's just me not following the film closely enough, but it was almost faking me out that, okay, he left, went to war. They, they had a, they, they had a kid and, you know, so I, but maybe that was just me not, not following correctly. I, I, I will say I watched this on my phone this morning while Lottie was like messing about on the PlayStation every now and now, and then she asked me something. So it might be that I missed a couple of things. Um, but yeah, by, by the realization, it doesn't feel cheap. There's some stuff in dragged yeah. across concrete. It does not, yeah. There's some stuff in dragged across concrete, which I felt I, I thought was emotionally manipulative in a way that this could have been if it had handled things differently. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting we're actually re- uh, reviewing uh, both these films for, for that, actually. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a really, really strong piece of work. It's a rare lead performance for Sam Elliott, and he fucking knocks it out the park. Even though I think yeah. Aidan Turner is very good as well. He is really good, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, he's, 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 he's putting the gun together is ace. I like uh, that, where it's all just clicking it together as he's walking towards the office. I like that. Uh-huh. Uh, just it's um it's really really odd duck of the film and i wish it it i wish it got a wider audience than it kind of seems like it, it's going to have like literally i didn't even I, I just looked it up on itunes and saw it was already out to rent and it was like right should we cover this you know just because it was like fuck this is out you know yeah, so it, 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 it literally it, it literally just dropped they, they kind of but also, it dropped online at the same time. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it's it, like you say. It's an it's an odd one. You don't expect a film with as much heart as, as this has from a film titled "The Man Who Killed Hitler and the Bigfoot." <laughs> yeah. You kind of you know you, you hear that and you kind of go, "Oh, this is going to be a bit silly," and it isn't at all. No. No, yeah, yeah, it's bottom right there. Uh, I, I, I just liked the whole kind of like the or that the origin in the Bigfoot of the Bigfoot thing and why they need to kill it. Like this is basically the source of the plague, and mm. it's gotten brave. And if it fucking reaches civilization, everyone's fucked. Like I, I like that. You're like you've never seen Bigfoot as like a harbinger of doom before. It's just like a monster. Um, but then I like the way that Sam Elliott plays it. That you know, like he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to kill him in the way that he does. But he, no, you know, yeah, he says, doesn't he? Oh, this isn't how I wanted it to go, or something. Yeah, no, exactly. And that, that that's the thing. I mean, even from the the, the kind of the genre viewpoint, you imagine a fright fest audience. Are basically like and you know i was totally one of them and if i was there and I had a few drinks i probably would be as well but you're fucking like go on fuck it up let's get some gore and then it's sam elliott going i didn't want it to be like this way and it's like right what's you know what the fuck's the reaction then 
you know, it, it's fuck, man. I wish I saw this at Fright Fest just to be a fucking fly on the wall. Yeah, a battle audience rather than the what is it? Yeah, rather than just like watching it at home. Even though I, I I started watching it last night. It's in fucking 4K. I fucking love that this bloody film is in 4K on iTunes. It will never have a 4K physical release, this thing. Never, ever. You watch it on iTunes, you can watch it in lovely 4K. And it looked really nice as well. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely, definitely not shown it. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to giving it a rewatch, to be perfectly honest. Um, and yeah, our audience poll is definitely not shit 25%, hmm. touching cloth 50%, and shit 25%. Now, I do think that has something to do with the fact that going into it, you can be expecting one thing and getting another. Yeah. Uh, how many votes? Not a lot. I think it's about eight. Okay. So That's interesting. Hmm. Right. I'm just going to go get a drink if you guys want to um, tangent. I don't know. Would you, you want to talk, sh- talk about a bit of what you, uh, what you watched or something? I mean, I'd love to listen to it, but I also want to pee in a drink. Yes, well, this is what I've been watching. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah. Uh, have you got yours? I've only watched one extra to what you've watched. Yeah, but you can cover stuff like the, some of the other ones where we've both watched that I've probably talked about before. Um, okay, okay. Let me... What what, 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 what we've got? Because I haven't opened them up. Because you've got the iPad. <laughs> you've got your phone, you know, you just look at the iPad. I know, bear with me. Don't criticise people, what is it? <laughs> um, okay, so... Well, the one you, you know the one you watch on your own? I do, yeah, but I've, Ian's seen it as well, so I'd like to... Ah, oh, right, fair enough. Um, did we talk about 2012 last time, or...? No, we didn't. Um, okay, so, yeah, we watched 2012, the... Um... Oh, of your QSAT though do we have to say it? you can talk about that um, yeah so the disaster movie 2012 um, the basically the earth is dying quicker than they expected it to and everyone has to get to super rich people have got tickets on these big ships that's going to essentially act as an arc and everyone else is going to die um, the film's about a guy who happens to work for one of these super rich people that gets wind of it and tries to get his family onto one of these ships, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's, it's not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but I think the central performances are pretty good. John Cusack's good. Um, Amanda Pete is the mother, isn't she? She's, yeah. she's good in it. You know, it's the, there's some... It's, I mean, it's a disaster movie at the end of the day. There's some heartstring pulling little bits. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting enough watch. It's a good, I'd, I'd say it's a good sort of Sunday afternoon or New Year's Eve watch. It's very long, isn't it? It is quite long, yeah. It's yeah. pushing three hours, I think, isn't it? 158 minutes. Um. But yeah, I, I I enjoy it. We'll watch it again, but it's never going to be like it's never going to make you kind of change your worldview, is it? No. <laughs> what else we got? What else you got? Um. We we watched Gone in sixty seconds, didn't we? We did rewatch Gone in sixty seconds. That's a great movie, isn't it? What the the Dominic Senna one, the remake? Yes. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, it, it, it is. It, I think it is. It, it's peak cage. It is peak cage. Yeah. But also as well, I think it's it's peak cage. It's Javari Rabisi managing to make a big movie mm. um, and not to be overtly weird. It's also got decent Duval in it. Um, Angelina Jolie's not crawled up her own ass and found free, a place to live. crawling Angelina Jolie. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one where she's got like the blonde blonde Red. dreads? Yeah. yeah. Or am I making that up? Vinnie Jones is. No, no, no she didn't show was it, yeah? Yeah, fucking hell. Right. Vinnie Jones. Is, is Vinnie Jones in it? Yeah, they managed to. They managed to go. Do you know what? We've worked out a way to get Vinnie Jones to be bearable in something. We'll just not, not allow him to talk. No. Sorry. It's an exciting film about stealing cars in one night. That's all there is really to it, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Story. Have you, have you guys had Brooklyn Naranjito? Yes. Yeah, they're not lying when they say orange pale ale, are they? Fucking hell, man. Not far off a fucking glass of Tropicana, that. It's orangey, isn't it? It is very orangey. I I was drinking a uh, tropical IPA called Juice Springsteen on uh, Saturday, (laughs) um, which was was very tropical. It was very... It 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 tasted like... like, And a zing. It tasted like, like if you ate all of the tropical opal fruits at once. God, that's <laughs> fucking amazing. Well, it was actually quite nice, actually. Uh, you can do one that Ian's also seen as well now. Um, okay, and yeah, I'm right in thinking you've seen The House with the Clock and Its Walls. Yeah, 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 no, it, uh, it took Lottie to see it. We left halfway through and I had to pick up the rest on iTunes. What, do you, what did you think of that car? Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. Um, it, I don't know, it's it, it's a bit of an odd duck. Um I, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, I mean, why, why? What are you guys thinking? I, I didn't watch it. Matt didn't watch it. Me and Isabel watched it. Okay. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah. it's okay. For, for a, I quite like Jack Black doing these kind of slightly dark kids movies, <coughs> and then they feel like kids movies that we would have had when we were younger. Mm. Um, just having that sort of element of scariness to them, and I mean, it's not super scary. It's not. It's not like up there with, with those kind of movies but it, it has got a slight sort of sinister edge to it Carl McLaughlin basically looks like a zombie um, when he comes back doesn't he so mm-hmm. you know yeah I think it's I think it's good and it's it's quite earnest um, but yeah I really I really really enjoyed it yeah I, it's um, I don't know it was interesting because like I, I'm, I'm quite glad we left when, when we did when we went to see it in the cinema because Lottie just literally left because she she's very very empathetic and she got upset that Jack Black was annoyed with the boy um, but then after that it does get a bit more sinister and like I, I the, the stuff at the end like I, you know it like okay fair enough that's why it's 12a because I think prior to that the first two acts are like yeah this is pretty PG stuff and it's fun but like the level of menace to it isn't quite there, but I thought it amped it up in that last act. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought it was fun, and it. I mean, it's produced by Amblin. It does feel like an Amblin film. Um, 
whether it's particular, me, sorry, particularly notable, maybe not. But if if it was this or Death Wish, I'd, I'd still probably say this out of the two Eli Roth films last year. <laughs> That's kind of fucking messed up that like yeah. two Eli Roth films came out last year and they were those two films. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got any you've watched on your own? Yeah, uh, just the one actually. I um, I watched. I, I I know that you've not seen this, but I know Ian's seen this. Mm. Uh, I watched. That's my boy. Oh, the Adam Sandler, Andy Sandberg film. Yeah, right. So this film is... I like this. Seven years old. Yeah. Right? And I watched it going, ah, yeah. Yeah, they, I, I can see now why Adam Sandler only makes Netflix movies now, because there is no way this would have got could have got released now. You know, it literally is a movie about... A kid essentially abuses him, really. <laughs> you know, yes, it's considered everybody's dream within the movie world, but it it is like she does kind of take advantage of it of him, and then we end up with this. What is it? Um, we end up with Andy Samberg's character coming out of it. Um, I actually quite like that spot. Like, it's it is. It's stupid. It's incredibly stupid, actually. But it's got just... It, it's a right level of just sheer oddity to it. In the sense that you've got that... Um, what's his name? The Milo... Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia character. It, where, for some reason, halfway through, they completely change his entire arc. And he becomes literally a different character that makes all of the other stuff he's previously done make zero sense whatsoever. But the bit where he literally starts hitting himself in the crotch before they're about to start wrestling is just a bit mental. The Adam Sandler voice is odd. The tattoo, the fact that Vanilla Ice just appears randomly. Um... Yeah, it's it's a really fucking odd movie. But actually, again, I kind of quite got on with it. But I think it was it was the it was the movie I think where Sandler decided he had this and Jack and Jill. I think in the space of about ten months. Yeah, and it was the then where he went. Do you know what? People aren't going to watch my movies in the cinemas anymore. That run that I've had for what was getting on for like 15 years has kind of gone now. And then that was around the time where Netflix went, right, we're going to give you like a hundred million dollars for five movies. And he went, yes, because it's, I ain't got, I ain't got five twenty million dollar paychecks left in me. But you're going to give me a hundred million. When was, what the fuck was it called? The Ridiculous Eight? Ridiculous Six. The Ridic- Ridiculous Six. When was that? That will have been... Like 2014, 2015? It must have been like 2014, it's my yeah. Ridiculous sick. 2015. 2015. Yeah, okay. Because he had, essentially, he had... Um, Grown Ups Made Money, um, Jack and Jill didn't make money, Grown Ups 2 didn't make money, 
but then, like, Glenn did, didn't make money, I don't think. Yeah, fucking hell, he had a bit of a rough patch, no, there, didn't he? No, did make money. Uh, yeah, but uh, this didn't make money. Um, that's my boy, did not make money. Uh, and I think Pixels bombed as well, didn't it? Yeah, Pixels didn't do very well. Um, fucking hell, man. Yeah. God, Sandy Wexler, the week of. I mean, the do-over was okay. Yeah, do over one too bad, actually, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Um... No, cool. Yeah, I remember liking That's My Boy, actually. Um, even though it does kind of feel like a 2012 feeling, like it was 20 years ago, not seven years ago kind of film. Yeah, it d- does indeed. Um, we also watched uh, the remake of The Out of Towners, didn't we, Bex? Yeah, yeah, um, with uh So directed by Sam Weissman. Um, Cedric the Entertainer? No. It is, yes. It is, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Steve Martin and Goldie Hobb uh, and John Cleese is in there as well um, it's it's one of those weird things where it, it it doesn't quite it's not as good as the original it's not as good as other um, Steve Martin pictures um, and so what else did he did with Goldie Hawn was it the he's done a couple of things with Goldie Hawn over the years um, what else was that? Is it the house sitter? Is that the one? Yeah, the house sitter. So it's not as good like the house sitter, for instance. But it does remind you that Goldie Horn is a great kind of lost comedy. Yeah, because yeah, I think a lot of people now would, you know, she's not. I don't think she's remembered as being as as just great as she actually is. Um. Because, you know, I mean, her last thing there, which she did was, Chris called that, the last thing that she actually did properly was Snatched, which I haven't seen, so I can't actually comment on. No. Um, but then, you know, you, you go back and you look up at things like Lighthouse Sitter, for instance, and Overboard, and Wildcats, and Private Benjamin, and Shampoo, and things like this, and she Even was... up to the First Wife's Club. First Wife's Club's pretty good. Yeah, First Wife's Club, yeah, it's great. Um, she's been in some great stuff, actually. You know, it, it's she's... Jeez, I don't think I don't think Private Fucking Benjamin. I love that film. Private Benjamin is fucking amazing. It is great, Private Benjamin. Sorry, I interrupted. There, go on. <laughs> um, I don't I, think. Sorry, um, don't go on. I just want no, like, sorry. It just reminded me that like um, my old my manager, my manager's manager, who retired last year. Kathy, lovely woman, looked like one day for some reason had some gear on that made her look like Private Benjamin and I said to her she looked like Private Benjamin and me and her were the only people who laughed and there must have been like eight or nine people in fucking listening distance (laughs) and like she got the fucking reference and no one else did you do occasionally get that been a film fan where you what is it yeah 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 she got nominated I thought it was right she got nominated for best actress for that didn't she she really? Yeah, she's got one of the best actress, yeah. Good for her. Um, yeah, it's not... Steve Martin's not on top form in this. He's not far off no. it, but he's not on quite top form. He's not on, like, fucking LA Story, Rocks, Roxanne, uh, the jerk level of top form, yeah. or playing Strange Automobiles. Yeah. But she is on top form. 
And so, yeah, she makes it very much watchable. What did you think, Bets, the first time watching that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, similar, really. I think you've got to go all in with comedies like this to kind of really, really sort of hit the mark with it. And I I think both of them are a little bit more restrained than they usually would be when they are on top form. Yes. Um, So it it leads to certain bits of it feeling just just a touch awkward. Um, Could have done without John Cleese in drag. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Goldie Hawn is just, at this point, just a really supremely charming screen presence to Mm. have around. She's She's just adorable, and you really kind of... She's really good at being sort of normal, but a bit zany. So you kind of, she's empathise withable. Does that make sense? Relatable. Possibly a word. She's relatable. Um, So she she doesn't feel as awkward as Steve Martin at points feels in it. Hmm. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Um, What else? Oh, we also watched a final one from us, uh, Incarnate. Yeah, this was a weird one. I think I've seen this. The uh, Brad Payton um, film that I think he was Andreas, but before Skyscraper. It's Blumhouse, isn't it? Oh, is it the same guy? Yeah, it's a Blumhouse one, yeah. Um, Starring Aaron Eckhart, Carice Van Houten, and other people. Um, It's a bit flashbacky, isn't it? Like, it's got a bit at the start, and then it flashes back. Yeah, so essentially he's... um, Aaron Eckhart plays a... He's basically like an exorcist, but he does it by going into the mind of the possessed person to get them out of it. He evicts them. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't exorcise them. He, he evicts them. It has an incredible title card. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, so literally, the best bit of the whole movie, and it's not a bad <laughs> movie, the best bit of the whole movie is the fucking title card. Does it fill the screen? I've got it, a feeling it fills the screen. It fills the screen. What it does is we get the opening prologue um, and the opening sort of scene, which is an exorcism that he that, that is this the kid uh, who's who the whole film is going to be based around. Yeah, it's how shit, he gets I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at possessed, and then the kid literally has got possessed and he's knelt down, and the camera is on a a, a hard focus right on the kid's face, and then you get a soundtrack starts and it starts to pan out and as it starts to pan out the credit the, the, the title card appears it, you're looking for it now I'm watching it now yeah it's fucking fantastic here we go are you getting for it yeah boy that is a hell of a title card isn't it? <laughs> it's a good title card <laughs> shit maybe I haven't seen this yeah um, what I would say is it's 91 minutes long, so it, it, it's the right length that this type of horror or any comedy should be. Um, <laughs> it's really entertaining. You know, it's, it's, it's fine for that level of thing. It's a proper, like, Tuesday night or a Thursday night watch. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you there. It's, I think it's quite a nice, like, interesting twist on the whole exorcism movie as well. Like, it, it hits a lot of the same beats as, as your standard exorcism movie but it's it's a bit like with him going into the basically the, the whole premise is that they're kind of shut away aren't they they're just kind of 
put in their own head while the demon does all the yeah sort of motor function motor skills and all the the control and they're just sort of tucked away in some little fantasy and they end up getting trapped there because the fantasy is is something that they it feeds into what they really want and what they would actually like their life to be um so it's quite interesting it's kind of um when it when he's in the guy at the start's head and is is um sort of walking around in his fantasy and then obviously it goes into the kids fantasy later on it's it, that that bit's quite good i think like when he's trying to sort of convince them that it is a fantasy and and show it for what it is and then they've got to find the, the door in the favorite color to escape mm. yeah and I, I really like that actually i like aaron eckhart and stuff though yeah he kind of didn't do much with his post dark night where he got yeah. a bit of fame and then just didn't really follow it up. He didn't um yeah, he didn't capitalise on it as he probably should have done. I don't think I have seen it, but I just seen the title card and I just watched the ending on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I wanted to re- I wanted to see if I could remind myself of um of what it was. Um You've spoiled yourself now, they know you can't watch it. But it's just like there's a there's a film that Oh, maybe it's the dark. No, it's not the darkness. Well, what's something? Something's going on with Lottie. Sorry, I'll be right back. Uh, uh, you, you carry. You guys carry on. I think the film he's thinking of is the Edgar Ramirez one. Which one's that? Just trying to think of what it's called. Yeah, no, I, I, I really liked it. To be fair, in 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 the vein of like your cine uh, type films and stuff like that, just your. Your weekday horror movies. Mm. He's, Ian's thinking of Deliver Us from Evil, I think. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh. There's... Oh, fucking hell, man. This is going to bother me. It's a horror film set in a house. It's got a one-word title, and I swear it's a Blumhouse. It, it, it's all good. You guys carry on. I need to fucking... This is going to do my nut. <laughs> that, 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 that was it. That was that last one. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, who the fuck was in it? Uh, all right. Um, well, should we should we talk about uh, Dragged Across Concrete? Uh, we can do yard. Yeah. What is it? What are we um, watching first? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, can you hear that? By the way. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, in 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 Donna's parlance, she's just being a dick. So um, <laughs> she's all right. Um, Really going for it, she? Yeah, she is. Um... Right, hang on. Sorry, I can't concentrate. I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. Oh, okay. Did you know that Bloomhouse's first movie from Bloomhouse Productions was the Darwin Awards? Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. I did not know that. Mental, isn't it? It's alright, the Darwin Awards, isn't it? It's quite amusing, was it? Yeah, I did not know that. I, I always thought it was uh, Paranormal Activity, and that was what kind of launched it to what is it? But I wasn't aware it was actually the, the Darwin Awards. Yeah. Uh, Shall I leave that in the Patreon edit? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Do you need to go in? Like, we've no, man. Like, half of the time. No, like, literally, she did this yesterday as well. She just randomly started crying. 
and wouldn't explain why. And she just said then it's super hard to explain. Oh. She's five. Yeah. Like, but then I said, like, do you want to play on the fucking VR headset? And then she was fine. Oh. Like, I mean, like, yesterday. Like, I don't know what's going on now, but she, oh, Jesus Christ, she needs to fucking stop doing that. There's nothing, like, honestly, there's nothing wrong. They were they were painting downstairs, like, ten minutes ago, so I don't know what the fuck's happening now, but she's... Uh, I think she might be a little bit spoiled, and that's our fault. Anyway. So, what have I been watching? Well, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> Can you hear anything now? No. No. All right, cool. Like she's downstairs. Like I've got a feeling the old mic would have picked that up. So, um, yeah, I got I got a fair bit, and I fucking shit, man. Hellboy, bloody hell. Yeah, I haven't recorded for a while. Right, Hellboy, Neil Marshall's Hellboy. Uh, shit. There you go. <laughs> everyone, but I mean, everyone's said it's shit apart from Noel. And I wish we had Noel on to defend it. Maybe we'll get him on to defend it. He's going to be on. He's going to be on on Sunday. Let's get him to defend it then. Yes. Excellent. Moving on. Centurion. Um, uh, I watched Neil Marshall's Centurion, which I like. It has the line: "When will people learn not to fuck with the ninth?" <laughs> uh, which I enjoyed. Um, last ten minutes, not the best. Um, it's like the main baddie is killed and then it goes on for another 10 minutes while it's like, but there's a baddie in amongst the goodies. Uh, and it's like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm kind of done with this now. So yeah, but it, I, I like Centurion. I very much like the, the opening and closing titles as well. Cause it's like titles on mountains and it just flies past them and it's brilliant. Rewatched Aquaman. Aquaman is shit. Oh, <laughs> we still not seen that thing. No, I, I I will watch it, but it's getting to the point now where I know that I'm going to go one day to go, fuck it, yeah, let's watch it. But it will be for a while. Maybe it's, I'll try at some point, won't it? That's when I will watch it. Yeah. Like, I gave it a 7 out of 10 in the cinema. Wow. But I was also drinking. But I was also <laughs> drinking through this showing. No, actually, no, I wasn't. I wasn't drinking through this showing. Um... Now, what Aqu- we're saying is Aquaman, 7 out of 10 drunk, yeah. like a 4 out of 10 if you're sober. Yeah, that's exactly it. Fair enough. <laughs> like, it, 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 looks, it looks really good. Uh, Momoa is, like, alright. Um, Patrick Wilson, the thing is, Patrick Wilson's bad guy has a really good point. And it is just like, Momoa wants to stop him because... It is oh. a little bit... He's, he's basically... Patrick Wilson's one is Trump if Trump was right. <laughs> right, okay. And it, it, you know, and it's... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Aquaman's poor. Right, Robin Hood. Um, the uh, the Robin Hood from last year with Taron Edgerton and Jamie Foxx. Um, it wasn't that bad. It's basically Batman Begins if Batman was Robin. <laughs> um, and, yeah... There's a sequel set up at the end, which is fucking retarded. Like, I'm going to spoil Robin Hood. That's fine. So, the Sheriff of Nottingham, played by Ben Mendelsohn, 
of course. is revealed to essentially not be the sheriff of Nottingham of of fame. He's the sheriff of Nottingham before Robin Hood's main adversary, sheriff of Nottingham, who is actually Will Scarlet of Robin Hood fame, who basically Robin Hood goes off to the Crusades. Will Scarlet starts fucking his missus. He comes back. He reveals himself to be a man of the people more than Will Scarlet. And at the end, Will Scarlet gets offered the job of Sheriff of Nottingham and accepts it. And then he is in a mid-credits thing, giving his first speech as the Sheriff of Nottingham. And then Robin Hood shoots an arrow at him. And it's like, right, great. Okay, then. This, like, it's the, 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 the Hood cinematic universe is trying to be established. And it's just like, fuck off. Fuck off. But I enjoyed the action. I thought Taron Edgerton was all right. I thought Jamie Foxx was all right. Tim Minchin as Friar Tuck is exactly what you fucking think it is. Um, it, uh, um, but I, yeah, I didn't hate it. Like as a Saturday night disposable piece of fluff, it's all right. But it's also another version of Robin Hood. It's is, it, is it very much one of those? Watch it when it arrives inevitably in two, three months on Netflix. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, three out of five, it's fine. I'm fine with three out of five. Yeah, like, I, I don't think it's as bad as some people made out, but I can also see why it was a bomb. And that's a shame for Taron Edgerton, but I've got a feeling what, um, Rocket Man's going to change things for him, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Wonder Park. Um, oh, wait. the um, Michael Douglas film. No. The animated kid film about animals running a theme park. Oh. <laughs> so not the uh, the um, yeah cool yeah go on. No, I, I watched this with Lottie. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking glad you said that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so most interesting thing about this was at the end, I noticed that there was no directed by credit. I was like, what the fuck's that about? Then looked it up on Wikipedia. The director got fired off the film and his name taken off it due to sexual harassment allegations made against him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, that's the most interesting thing about Wonder Park. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's of inappropriate and unwanted behaviour. We did used to work at Pixar. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, quite. I mean, you're not going to see John Lasseter's name fucking retconned out of everything, but yeah, Wonder Park. It. Oh, I mean, I shit, man. For, with with the kids, it's fine. It's got a nice message. At it's core about things being dark at times, but you have to accept that dark things will happen to appreciate the light things, and you know, whatever. Better for the kids is Leica's new film, Missing Link. Uh, oh yes. So I like Leica. I need to rewatch Coraline because I didn't like Coraline, but I got a feeling I'd like Coraline if I watched Coraline again. Um but I enjoyed Missing Link. It's not it's not my favourite of the Likers. Um But it's it's decent. Zach Galifanakis is essentially Bigfoot, funnily enough. Uh Hugh Jackman is a um English adventurer who wants to join a prestigious club run by a character voiced by Stephen Fry. And he would do so if he proved that the Bigfoot existed. But the Bigfoot just wants to go and see his cousins, the Yetis, uh, because he doesn't want to be lonely anymore. Um, And it's funny. It's charming. 
it doesn't have as much of an as a, of an emotional punch as I think it thinks it's going to. Uh, credit to Emma Thompson for the line: "Those people that we don't want here are escaping. Catch them." But <laughs> voiced by Emma Thompson, which is like just the best. Um, yeah, I had a good time with it. Got his claws into Lottie pretty well. Like um, the, the credit sequence, they did like a uh, box trolls where it kind of shows like the creation of stop motion stuff in the in the closing credits. Oh and yeah, what... they, they do the same thing with. Um... What's did they called? do that with Cuba? Cubo? Yeah, they do the same thing with Cuba. Yeah, it's. I mean, like Lottie was like properly like. What's all this then? Like she thought it was fascinating how they made this film. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a good time is missing. Like, I don't think it's done very well, um, uh, which is a fucking shame. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good deal of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm nearly there. Um, Skyscraper, I rewatched Skyscraper. I have no fucking idea why I rewatched Skyscraper, but I did it. <laughs> I didn't mind Skyscraper. I didn't I, mind Skyscraper, but I've watched Skyscraper twice in less than a year. Yeah, that's possibly excessive. That's not something I do. Um, it just, that film. What was it? What, what did you watch it on? Uh, now TV, it's on Sky Cinema. Yeah. You see, I, 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 I could probably watch that at some point quite soon, to be honest again. Thing is, right? It's 89 minutes before credits. 89 minutes. And I remember that we were saying around about this time last year, we had that bet about, like, I was thinking it was going to be well over two hours long. Mm. And you were like, it'll be 107 minutes, if I remember correctly. It was 107 minutes, yes. Yeah. And um, 89 minutes before credits. And the thing is, this film needed to be longer because it is literally sold on... You will follow Dwayne Johnson because he is Dwayne Johnson and he has kids and a wife. Like, the character trait of that guy is he has kids and a wife and a missing leg. And that that film's marketing, you look at that film's marketing now, that film is predicated, the money shot of that film is Dwayne Johnson running along a fucking girder or a crane and throwing himself at a building. Yeah. Which is just the most CG blue screen thing ever. When a film's selling point is that, maybe we should realise that that film is probably not going to be great. If that is the best thing that they've got to sell the film. I'm fine with it. I mean, mean, fine, fine with it. Not, I will rush out and go and see that. That looks like a five-star action blockbuster banger. No, 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 that correction. If, if, if literally the only bit of, of the only bit they showed the trailer was just that shot of him running along that crane and jumping, and then it went. Then literally, as he jumped, it just went black screen. Just said skyscraper, summer, eighteen. I'd like, yeah, that's it. I'm there. That's all I fucking need. <laughs> the thing is. Mark, you are the human embodiment of the bit on on the Venn diagram, which is just nowhere near the fucking Venn diagram. <laughs> I will say that. Oh, <laughs> he's right there. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> um, 
I'm a smudge. <laughs> I feel oh, like I'm being harsh you're tonight. Smudge. You're not a smudge. You're, you're a delightful human being. Thank you. Um, yeah, Skyscraper is just utterly inessential. and Which is a shame, because it was an original... I mean, it was derivative as fuck, but it wasn't based on existing IP or a sequel or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And yet it was that. And I, I just think that film's a shame. But the How Did This Get Made episode on it is spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, strong How Did This Get Made. Uh, not as good as the Geostorm one because it's J- Jason Matsukis just shouting Geostorm at people, um, which I, I just want to do for the rest of my life, to be honest. But yeah, Geostorm. Uh, no, Skyscraper. <laughs> Sorry. I should rewatch Geostorm, though. Um, <laughs> and the last one for me. Neil Jordan's new film, Greta, which I went to see at 20 past 12 this past Saturday, which I think was the hottest day of the year so far. What did I do? I went to the cinema and I was the only man in that screening. There was a lot of women, like two two or three pockets of women and me. And I had a fucking blast. Just hearing Welsh woman a couple rows behind me to the right Every now and then going, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, as things were happening, was a delight. Um, Chloe Moretz is a young woman living with a roommate played by Micah Monroe, the film forming the Moretz-Monroe they need to be in everything they star in ever together. My Wi-Fi just cut out and connected to my phone now. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you? Okay, cool. Uh, where where did we get up to? You were saying that Mike Monroe and uh, yeah need to be in every film together for now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So they do. Um, it was the it was the flatmate duology I never knew I wanted until now. Um, Chloe Moretz finds a handbag on the subway, uh, looks in it, and it's like, okay, it's this woman's handbag. I'll go give it back to her. Uh, gives it back. Uh, the woman Greta, played by Isabel Huppert. Uh, They kind of strike up a relationship. They're both kind of slightly isolated and lonely in the city. Um, And then Chloe Moretz is round Greta's for dinner. One night um, opens up a cupboard and finds a load of identical handbags. It goes on from there. That happens in about the first 20, 25 minutes. So, and to be honest, based on the marketing, you kind of know Isabel Huppert is going to be a wrong-un. So, this film is just great fun. It's like a, a film from the 90s. Um, Moretz is great. Huppert knows exactly what the fuck this film is and is just doing it. Um, it's kind of, it, it goes, uh, quite frankly, batshit in the second half. Um, it, it, there's, there's a scene in a restaurant about halfway through where it's like, well, it's getting to this point very quickly. And it just kind of goes off on another level. Um, ends satisfyingly. There is a character introduced in the third act, um, it, which leads to a pretty unnecessary ten minutes or so, which felt derivative and just a bit, uh, why Why is this here? Um, but it it's Neil Jordan having fun. It's Isabel Huppert having the time of her life and it's Chloe Moretz showing again that she is an interesting actress. Um, I really, really, I, I really like Greta. Um, 
I, I, I kind of feel like it's not going to perform very well. It didn't do very well in the US. It's coming out the week before Avengers Endgame in the UK. So, you know, um, but I thought it was a good time. Um, I think it was like a Chinese co-production as well. You can always tell when a film is a Chinese co-production because there's about eight logos at the start of the film. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of logos. Mm. It, it was like focus features, a bunch of Chinese companies and Screen Ireland. Um, so yeah, odd. I like Greta. I think you two would get a kick out of it. We'll probably talk about it again at some point in the future. Yeah, that was my what we watched done. So, dragged across concrete. No, that I'm not aware of. Everyone, listen. Hands up and keep them there, or this man dies. Keep your hands raised. Cooperate. If you make any sudden moves, you will be executed. If the police show up, everyone will be executed. Do not prioritize money over having a heartbeat. Do you understand? Yes. Mr. Edmington. Sir. Are there any employees in the back? If so, get them right now. You have 20 seconds. No, there, there is no one in the back. Everyone is here in the front. Are you certain of this response? You appear to be uncertain. No, I'm quite certain everyone is here in the front of the bank. We will accept this response. If you are mistaken... Your testicles will be removed. It is directed by S. Craig Zala and stars Mel Gibson, uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, Jennifer Carpenter. I really need to get IMDb up before I actually start doing this stuff. Udo Kia, Tori Kittles, Michael J. White, yep. uh, Laurie Holden, Don Johnson, Fred Melamed. Fred Melamed in the we got the Fred Melamed's available for a day. Just let him say what the fuck he wants. Right? Um, Craig Zala, our S. Craig Zala, um, basically says that he is his muse and he will be in every movie he ever makes. I fucking love that. Like, just, what the fuck? Yeah. That guy is, like, the most weirdly, intensely nice manager. Like, just... Anyway, yeah, dragged across concrete. This is, this is. I mean, like the only other thing that this needed was like a psychotic Rosamund Pike to be just the peak Mark Nip. So <laughs> I, I need to hand it over to Mark. Mark dragged across concrete. Um, how how racist are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> very good. Um, well, you can decide after I've given my what is it. Um, <laughs> I I love the fact that um, Craig Zala is very much in the um, peck and par mode of doing his own thing. Um, and his thing is, I'm going to make these movies. I, I, I don't care about the um, 
how they're going to be perceived. I don't care how you view me. I don't care how you view the characters. I'm not here to pander to you. This is what I've written. I'm not saying these are extensions of me. I'm not fucking Woody Allen. I'm I'm (laughs) Sam Peckinpah. That's what he's saying. And these characters are characters that he has written. Doesn't mean they're his voice. He's not that type of auteur. Um, I also do like the fact that he clearly enjoys poking at people and going, do you like this, do you? Don't like these guys, do you? Don't fucking like these. Don't like these. Yeah, he's a prick, he is. Don't like these. He, that's what he does. He's not showing you nice people. He's showing you unpleasant people. Yeah, he's not, he's not putting them in front of you and going, I'm showing you this because I approve yeah. of these people's behaviour. He's just putting them in front yeah, of you. He, he, he's saying, don't root for these guys. I'm going to give you um, reasons to root for them. Vince, oh. I mean, Vince Vaughan. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's, he's saying, I'm going to give you reasons to root for them. But, but should you? Well, I think, I think that's, that's sorry. That, 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 that's that, that's what he does. I also think he very much sets his own pace. He's not, not going to try, yeah, try and rush you through it. I mean, apparently the the, the whole thing was that uh, the studio said, "Give him final cut," um, and then said to him, "Right." Um, we want we want to we want you to cut it down to um, we're going to give you 130 minutes. Cut it down to that, and we'll give it a big wide theatrical release. But we need to take first of all, we need to take like that that 20 odd minutes out of it. And he went, no. This is right. Well, we're just going to put it out on straight to, to VOD uh, and cinematic release at the same time. And he went, I'm not taking a minute out. I've got final cut. And that that was that was probably, that was literally just the end of the conversation. <laughs> um, and and there you go. Uh, I think I can see why people won't get on with it. I can see why it will prickle the wrong people. Mm. Um, I, I just don't care about those things. Um, I agree with what, what Ian is going to say about a certain character. It didn't bother me as much as it clearly bothered Ian, but I can see why it bothered Ian. Uh I'm fairly certain I know which character it is. That's why I'm saying this. I'm, I'm fairly certain you you know as well because you're saying you know why it bothered me, even though a part of it was that. But I we'll get to it. Yeah, but I also agree. With, I, I I I also agree that it didn't necessarily need it. Um, it's Gibson. In great fun. I know we're kind of not really allowed to like Mel Gibson, but he's very good when he's very good. And I know that's like a bit of an oxymoron, but he is very good at this. Um, and yeah, it's. I, I'm going to stop talking for, for a minute now because I spoke for like I spoke for long. I think it's it's an incredible piece of work, and it, it's Craig uh, Zala. It, it's three for three, but, but not just three. Three really good films, three for three, absolute fucking bangers for me. He is anything he does, I'm, I'm interested in. Um, to the point where I'm actually going to order a load of his books um, because I want to read his books as well. Because if they're anything like his films, I think they're going to be fantastic. Um, I've, I've not got an awful lot to add, to be perfectly honest. This is not a film that was made for me. 
by any stretch of the imagination, it's it, it's a hammer blow of a film. It's it's unapologetic with its. I don't mind violence in films, but oh wow, wow. This is this is tame in comparison to Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I do want to watch. Have, have you not seen Brawl? In, oh fuck! Bex hasn't seen Brawl yet. No. Yeah, no. I mean, like it, he's right. And I will watch it, but I, like, for instance, I will never watch this again. I've watched oh, it. I, will. I, I respect what it does. It's essentially going. And what I was going to say before is it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying. I can't remember what other film it was about, but. That it kind of presents, you know, these are these are bad guys, but they're also there's elements of them that are good guys, and it kind of presents the humanity of of them. You know, every every horrible person has a has a nice side, every nice person has a bit of a nasty side. It, it, people are blends or things, mm. um, you know. So, I, I, and I respect that it luxuriates in its runtime as well. It just kind of gets there in it its does, own yeah. sweet fucking time, and it is long. And it feels long at points, but I respect it for that. But this was not a film for me, so I'm not going to say much about it, to be honest. The Jennifer Carpenter bit was fucking horrible as well. Okay. Shut in the face. Let's just talk about the Jennifer Carpenter bit. I think that entire sequence is beneath S. Craig Zahler, and. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about this film in particular, and I I am uncomfortable with some of the aspects of it, but I also think that it's presenting opinions that a lot of people have on screen, which I don't agree with those opinions, but I would say those opinions exist and they are fairly prevalent, and just because cinema doesn't seem to say that it is prevalent these days doesn't mean that it's not. And I think that Zala, whether he agrees with it or not, is presenting it. And I think that there is a certain virtue in that. However, the Jennifer Carpenter bit, I think, is emotionally manipulative. Um, I think it makes a film which is long, longer, for zero reason whatsoever. Yeah, I agree on that. Zero reason. You, you could lose 10 minutes and still get the same effect. Yeah. And it's essentially emotional torture porn, which I don't see what the point of it was other than illustrating that these are bad guys. I think that a lot of the other actions that they take in this film show that these are bad guys. And the last 20 minutes of the film is obviously not concerned with these bad guys. So I don't see why we have this. I mean, that 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 scene when she is at the door and like he is forcing her to go to work. You know what's going to happen. Oh yeah. Like, but then what happens happens in as brutal a way as you can imagine it happening, and. All I can think of, someone who does that is just getting a kick out of it. I don't, there's no reason to do that other than getting a kick out of it. And I'm not going to, the thing is, the re, I, I think the rest of the film's filmmaking is strong enough that I, I would still say this, I would say this film is definitely not shit. Um, I, 
I mean, there is there, there's another section of the film where someone says, "I never thought I was a racist until I moved to this neighborhood," which again I think is probably just kind of putting an honest face on things, but also kind of feels ever so slightly dog whistly that it is uh, okay to say things like that now, which you know is it putting a, a, a is it putting a mirror to truth or is it doing something a bit darker i don't know i don't um, think it's doing something dark i think it is it it's I, I, I think she's not she's saying it she's not saying it in a but now i am in a it's more in a she feels bad for the way that she feels and i think it's it, 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 as you say, it is almost what the film does at points is it, it shows you people who have these opinions and mm. that that maybe aren't that comfortable with having those uh, opinions and can't quite can't come to terms with those opinions themselves. Mm. I th- I, it, it, it just in the times in which we live, shades of grey, as, as I think we said on this podcast before, mm. are. are it kind of seems like increasingly hard to come by. And I think this film does shades of grey. Um, you know, because you, you do have that, but, you know, it's not just painting black people as being all-out bad people. Like, the, the kid brother in this film does nothing wrong. He's just a kid who seems to be a good kid in a bad situation and likes playing video games. You know, you don't, and by the end of the film, you do get the sense that things are better for those particular people. He has done right by Mel Gibson's character, etc., etc. I mean, like to be fair, Vince Vaughn is married to a uh, woman who uh, she's mixed race. Yes, she's mixed race. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's, and I don't think it's Zala just doing those things to say. But look, I've got a mixed race woman playing Vince Vaughn's girlfriend, so I'm obviously not racist. I don't think it's that. I don't think he cares. It is. It is grey. It is grey areas. Um, it just in Trump's America. This, this is a film made in Trump's America. Um, it. I don't know. It almost neat. For me, I'd be more comfortable if it was more overtly racist or less so, so that well, I kind of is, knew is, what the film was trying to say. Somebody did put that to Craig Zahler about it being a, a, a film made for Trump's America, and he said, right, I haven't changed a fucking word, and I wrote it nearly ten years ago. <laughs> I just... I And... He said that that that's it. I just I don't know. I'd like fair, fair enough. He's saying that. I you know. I also think there's such a thing as an unreliable narrator. I don't. I don't know. It just it feels like a film made now, and it's weird to think that in ten years' time, will we view this as hopefully a shades of grey kind of masterpiece looking at how life was in 2019 or will it be I don't know almost like the sign of things to come or something I I don't know it's a film that makes me feel uneasy which I think is all his intent I think the film yeah yeah, the filmmaking is fucking undeniable and the performances are uniformly strong Um, 
I just I I think it's his weakest film just because it's his most manipulative. He's 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 without question a a, a provocateur without question. Yeah, um, yeah, no, and and not in the way that like fucking Gaspar Noé is or, or yes, which or, is exactly what I was was about to say, but not in that way. As in more aware that he he shines a light on on the people that Hollywood doesn't like shining lights on. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's totally he, he shines yeah. a light, and, and he doesn't just shine a light on them like some people would, where they'd be peripherals within his movie. He shows them as the fucking movie, and I think that the the, the danger we've got is that with the way that the film's made, it's it's like if a film doesn't conspire to the moral compass of the further left then therefore it's right and we should be doing this because it's right whoa hang on a minute it's a film (laughs) and it's not it's not saying these guys are right or it's not saying but have you thought about these guys opinions It, 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 it literally is a film and we need to there's a we point that a surprisingly deep moment in in long shot that we talked about last week yeah where it's like you can be you can be a nice person from this side or a kind of bad person from this side. <laughs> yeah, I just I think that I don't know. I I think people have have got their panties in a wad because I, I think if this was shit, it wouldn't bother people. If the film was shit, yeah. I don't think it would bother people. Yeah, films it's... that films that get under people's skin and get and get a reaction out of people tend to bother people and it tends to make them lash out for reasons for why they don't like it. it I, I would say violent. it's a film that would be in the official competition of the fly over America version of Cannes. Yeah. But the, the thing is, it it's no more... That's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, you, 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 look at Bourne Tomahawk. He literally portrays the Native Americans as savages yeah. in that movie. And it was lauded. Yeah. This, the, 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 I'm not saying that I agree with any of the points that are made in the film. What I'm saying is is I think I want to live I want to live in a world where I can watch Craig Azala do a film that is that fucking good because I don't have to empathise or agree with the characters I like watching the filmmaking and the the tension that it builds up and when he peppers it with the extreme levels of violence that he does it works for me but I have a feeling that with certain people you will get a certain look from them and it's like hang on a minute I'm an extreme fucking liberal (laughs) No, uh, yeah, I mean that, that that that's it, and it it's I I don't know. I mean, like I think opin- some opinions are probably formed before you even go, before some people even go into this film, just based on on what they've heard. And it's I'll be and honest, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I mean I'll be honest, like that that stuff doesn't really rear its head after the first forty five fifty minutes or so. Like once. Once it's kind of game time, you know, like one, basically once the Jennifer Carpenter sequence starts, 
it is almost like a real time, like not quite, no, not real time, but it kind of almost feels like a real time fucking fo- like following these people and then what happens off the back of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that that kind of dog whistle mentality gets less so as the film goes on. Especially with the fact that by by the end, it's almost it's based it's almost apart from the fact that Vince Vaughn's character dies, the happiest ending that they there could be for this film. You know, yeah. like Mel Mel Gibson's character is basically too old for this earth in, in terms of his mentality. But well, it, yeah, it gets it gets explained. Don Johnson essentially does the uh, great films will literally tell you the problem without you even noticing. Uh, and Don Johnson's character tells you the problem with Mel Gibson's character by basically saying is, you never used to be like this, you've got so chewed up, and that I basically say to him, another few years, another two years of this, and I don't know whether or not you can be brought back. Yeah. You've had too many years on the concrete. And then you get from that, you get the title the dragged across the concrete thing. Yeah. It, it's... Uh, it, it's... It's a smart movie that people don't want to think is a don't want to admit that is a smart movie. No, no, it, it no, is. I'm not saying that you don't want to admit. I'm saying that that no, a yeah, lot yeah. of the detractors don't yeah. want to admit. It's just it's a I, smart movie. I, I I think that he does he does too much in this film that makes me say, unlike Brawling Cell Block Ninety Nine or bon, Bone Tomahawk, this wouldn't be a contender in my top ten of the year. Um, like the, the the Jennifer Carpenter bit, I it pissed me off enough. And to be fair, the rest of the film did bring like bring me back. But like I just I don't see what the fucking point of that entire section was. And it's a good fifteen minutes of a film that is two hours thirty eight minutes long. I don't see the point. No, I, I, I I can agree with you. It, that that sequence, that segment there, is the worst segment in all three of his movies, without question. It just, I, I just why, 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 why do that? I, I like, and it does. I'm, I'm sounding a bit angry, and I am actually. I don't get why he felt the need to do that, other than like I don't know, like it's the. The life that you don't think of, you you see a headline saying free killed, blah blah blah, but and you don't actually think about what those people's personal lives were. But that specific personal life was so fucking intense on that particular day. You know, it it, it just it's. And the fact that you know it's never addressed. I mean, yes, later on it's like headline saying three, five killed, two missing, or whatever. And I, I get the inference there, but the fact that they like he feels the need to make it that upsetting. Mm-hmm. It just I, I, I even though you got the Fred Melamed bit, which is great, I I really like that bit, but just the, the fucking the. Can you make sure? Can you make sure my son gets this and then just fucking shoots her in the face? I nah, man. Like you, like it, it just it, it is beneath him. It's fucking beneath him. Yeah, but it's definitely not I, shit. I, 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 yeah, it's definitely. I I I, I realize and it, 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 to be honest, it probably will be troubling my top ten of the year, but. Like you said, I am predisposed to, to. This is very much my wheelhouse. Yeah. 
you know, hyper violent. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's a weird one. I can see its merit, but I didn't like it. You're not. You're. You're. you're are you? Are you, are you, are you, are you? Shit, or are you touching cloth? <sighs> no, but the thing is, I, I can see its merit. I can't say it's shit. Yeah. I'm, objectively, I'm, 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 to me, I'm, I'm, I didn't I'm, enjoy it, but objectively, it's not shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there with you, Becky. To be honest, mm-hmm. I'm. I, do you know what? I will be watching this again very, very soon. Yeah, I, I will. I, well, I, I, that's fine. I, I will. <laughs> the simple reason, and it's going to sound really bad because I know it. Some point, somebody is going to come at me with it, and I'm going to be going, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I very much, a lot of the times, I am very much. That's your opinion, man. That's my opinion. That's what is it? A little bit with this movie, I'm going to be a little bit. No, come at me, bro. Go on. Okay. Well, no, that's, I, if that's the hill you want to die on, that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm fine with it. It's not. It's not about the film. It's because the film will elicit the wrong reaction in people and people will not be able to deal with that and that is the thing that I like about him because that's his provocateur thing that's what he's trying to fucking do yeah, and if he's what? done it he's achieved it what some filmmakers are just pricks but then they should they be lauded for that oh many yeah. are Kubrick was lauded for it it's unfortunately well maybe, maybe fortunately in, in aspects it's a different world now it, it, you know, it, it's uh, Woody Allen, Polanski. And don't complain that we don't get cinema like we used to them. No, I mean that. That's. I mean, I. I think that's a totally fair point. It just. It's. It. It is a different world these days. I mean, like what freaking was doing on like The Exorcist and whatnot. You know, you wouldn't get happening on sets these days. It's. It's a wider discussion, I think. Mm. Um. So you're. Are you touching cloth and Max? No, I, I, it isn't shit. So you're definitely not shit? I don't think you are. I don't think you can say you are. I, I, I feel like it's stuff like this where our our rating system is flawed. Do you have to go with touching cloth, my friend, then? Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Because if you think it's definitely not shit, then it's definitely not shit. But you just oh, didn't go shit. with it. Do we need to fucking... All right, I'll tell you what. Let's have a new rating. Let's have a dragged across concrete where you don't like it but you're not saying it's bad and you're not saying it's shit, but it's not for you. Okay, it's dragged across concrete. Right, fair enough. That, that's fair enough. I'm actually, I'm, I quite like that. Um, well, our audience, Paul, uh, definitely not shit, 89%, and touching cloth, 11%. I'm very happy with that. Okay. <laughs> that surprises me, that. Um, it surprises me, surprises to be honest. Me. Um, right, I'm gonna say we'll do we do evolution, but to be fair, it's gonna be a bit of a fucking guest fest on Sunday. So Twitter questions and emails could be quite fun for then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm fine with that. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, so I'm gonna try and fill as if my life depended on it. Unless anyone else happens to have the IMDb for evolution, I do. Yes. Um... Okay, Patreon pick. Marcus Zizou, Evolution, directed by... Lucille Han... Dalevic? Han Dalevic. Yep, 
I'm so glad I'm it because that is a footballer who plays for East Milan. And that's how you pronounce the name. And I'm pretty sure it's the same spelling. Sweet. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um... Which Ian informed me uh, earlier today that it's Gaspar Noe's wife. Interesting. It is. Direct, yes, directed by the wife of Gaspar Noe. Um, so, um, it's like a kind of a seaside town. A boy thinks he finds a boy drowned in the ocean. There isn't one, but there's a starfish. And then boys have experiments done on them. And there's a bunch of androgynous women doing the experiments on them. Is that about it? Right? It's a really weird one to explain the... I've, I've been trying to kind of... Because we, we watched it... Was it last night? Night before? Night before last. Um, and it's, it's... It's the kind of film you come out the other end, end, other end of and go... Huh. So so that happened. Um, I didn't... I mean, I didn't dislike it as such. But it was... It's, it's one way you kind of... You have to analyse. The... The stuff that I've sort of seen about it, the analyses that I've seen of it, is that they are not the women are not human. They use the little boys to breed their race, and then the yeah. boys die. So the sirens. So the boys are human. Yeah. That they nick from orphanages or whatever. Yeah. And then they're not experimenting on them. They're implanting them with something that grows into the women. Ah. That makes total sense. Yeah. The fact you had to read something to tell you that. Yeah. I think probably says something about the film. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say so. <laughs> I think I think the, the again, what I read on it, this isn't coming from me because I don't know an awful lot about starfish anatomy. But um I think the starfish are relevant in the what are you laughing at <laughs> just of all the odd things that get said on our podcast <laughs> I'm not an expert on starfish and that other <laughs> yeah yeah that was a highlight to be fair yeah it is well, yeah, I don't know I'm not and, and to be fair if a film is, is sort of predicating it's being understood on people having knowledge of starfish and that it's it's maybe gonna fall down a little bit there, isn't it? Um, so yeah, apparently starfish can can breed asexually by sort of shedding part of themselves, and, and then it'll grow it. into another starfish. Oh right, that makes more sense. No, they don't fuck their own like chopped off arm, you weirdo. Um, and I think that's maybe what the starfish imagery is getting at is that they put right. a part of themselves. Into the boys. And that makes that sense. Again, again, again makes sense. Yeah. And then, and then takes over. And what is it? That, 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 no, it doesn't. It doesn't take over. It grows, doesn't it? And yeah, it grows over. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that makes I sense. think that's why they're feed, feeding them that disgusting-looking seafood, seaweedy yeah. shit in the hospital. Yeah. That does make sense. I, I think that's what it's getting at. What 
what bothers me is it makes me feel dumb when I have to go and read an analysis of a movie to get it. And I'm not dumb. What I'll say on it is because what I'll say is a little bit like with you. Mm-hmm. Not for me, but I did enjoy watching it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that it's very pretty. I had no idea what was going on at all. Um, I did at one point think, have I missed a big bit of this? Mm-hmm. I think you maybe did fall asleep. Did I maybe point. fall asleep? I'm not sure I did. I think so. I, 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 what makes me think he did is because the cat was watching the film with us, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And at one point I turned over and he had his hand on your eye. He does that a lot though, I just kind of sit there. Yeah, but you weren't even like flinching he and that. he was flexing. Yeah, he does that a lot. I just don't like moving at the moment <laughs> because he's dying. Um, so... Um, yeah, let's not dwell. Oh, um, I'm sorry, sorry, guys. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry, yeah. No, no it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think I, I would like to rewatch it. To be fair, I would like to rewatch it and really fucking concentrate on it. I, I, you can rewatch that twice while I rewatch Drive Across Concrete. There once, you go. Once. Um. Oh, I could rewatch that three times. You could rewatch Drive Across Concrete twice, and then someone else could go and see Endgame. Because that's three days long, isn't it? Yeah. I'll um, go see Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but I would like to rewatch it and just kind of, having read about it, I think I, I wish I'd read about it and spoiled myself before watching it so that I could have appreciated it without kind of sitting there confused. It reminded me of Marabito, the... Um, but no, but I fucking love Marabito. The what is it? The, the, the Japanese horror movie? Yeah. Marabito's not as confusing as this. No, it's not. But I've had a similar vibe. I really like what I've eaten. So, yeah, so I think they're supposed to be, like, the ladies are supposed to be, like, a a water-based life form, hence the suckers. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the breathing underwater, obviously. And then, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. It's very pretty. Uh, it won't. It, it's decently acted. It it wasn't. Well. It just wasn't my. It wasn't my fan. It leaves too much open to interpretation to the point that it gets it. it it's incomprehensible without having like a crib sheet. That's fine. I, 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 I think it, it literally it, it 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 had me too often going. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll say this film was not my tempo. Um, I I kind of feel like what Noel felt like when I gave him the greasy strangler for playing it forward. Oh, yeah, where <laughs> it it I nah I I I I I'm I'm just I'm gonna be honest. I didn't get on with it. I I watched it in quite a few parts and it's only 80 minutes long because I found it a real struggle to get through. Um, and I'm pretty sure that if I watched, if I tried to watch it all at once, I just don't think I could hack it. I thought that some of the imagery, like it just, it, the, the body horror aspects of it are just not me as, uh, as has been documented in, in the past on this podcast. 
Um, yeah, I just i I couldn't see what the fuck was going on for for a lot of it. Um, it it's a very dark green film. Has a very specific palette, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I wasn't aware she was the director who did Innocence. You are. Yeah. Like two films in ten years or something like that. Yeah. Um. I yeah I it just uh, in terms of a rating I would say like just to kind of sum up how I'd feel about it it would be a drag to cost concrete if other people like it I could see how they would yeah and that's cool yeah I, and, I, I, I I'm the same as that I could absolutely see why some people would really dig it because again it it it's very well made and it's very it's yeah it's, it's very it's it's very interesting. Interesting. It just didn't interest me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it sorry, that's gone. No, I was just say I. I came out of it feeling a little bit underwhelmed, but now I want to rewatch it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Totally. I. I. I will never watch this film again. But it's because some of the imagery just fucking weirded me out. It. it it's not because I wouldn't want to. Because I. I just. I'm. It, it, it just. It was. Yeah. I don't know. Like, aquatic life kind of just is odd to me, <laughs> and the whole kind of sucker thing. Just nah. And that bit with the fucking baby thing. Nah. Just nah. 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 It's why. It, it's why I don't. I. I like a lot of Cronenberg stuff. I. I like Rabid or Shivers or The Brood. I kind of wish I'd never watched those films. And the moments of evolution kind of had that same weirding out effect on me. Which is impressive. But it doesn't mean I like it. That's fair enough. I'm sorry, Marcus. I'm sorry. Who's done that? It's a drag to cross concrete. I think we were all looking forward to, to watching it. Mm. And I would never have watched it. And I'm glad I have watched it now. Yeah, fuck, yeah. No, I mean, like, more than happy to have watched it. Like, it just... And it's it's not like we're shitting on it. It's not like a, pa- a, a patron has said, watch this film, I think it's really interesting. And we've said it's shit. I, I don't think it's shit. It just, it's emphatically not for me. That's fair. That's fair enough. Mark. Yes. What? Are you same rating? I'm touching cloth. Yeah, I'm definitely not shit. That's fine. It's cool. Nice. I'm touching cloth. The atmosphere that it created and and stuff like that was was enough for it to be. And I'm interested. Like I say, I'm interested to go back and watch it. Going, oh yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, that that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. I just no, don't need to see that fucking gross shit that they feed him. Yeah, that did not look pleasant. <laughs> that stuff was fucking horrible. Um, cool. Okay, so uh, we're in the end game now, quite literally. Really? When are you guys seeing it? When does it come out today? Tonight. Yeah, it's going to be tonight. Tomorrow. Is um, girl in work seeing it midnight tonight? 
And like it was quite funny because my boss was hearing her talk about it, and she was like, "What time are you going to see it? Midnight, right? What time are you due in tomorrow? Eight. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that, that's something you don't admit. <laughs> yeah, no. maybe not too far. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I'm super super psyched for this. I think we're seeing it Sunday morning, aren't we? Yeah. Jesus Christ! You got to yes, wait until are, yeah. Sunday. Yes. Well, the yeah. thing is, I'm working late tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm working late Friday. I am not going to see it fucking Saturday night. Oh, no, no. So Sunday morning is the most. Are we, are we Infinity Warring on Saturday night? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. I got. It's weird. There's so many showings at my local Cineworld. I'm going at twenty past five tomorrow afternoon, and it's in one of the smallest screens. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I was going to go and see it 20 to 4 in the super screen, but I've had a meeting booked in for half three till um, five on uh, tomorrow. Fuck it off. No, I can't fuck it off. Like, believe I I can't fuck it off. Uh, The subject of the meeting, I will not say on this podcast, but is one where if I was to fuck this meeting off for any reason, it would be like, right, what are you doing in this job? (laughs) Fine. So not worth it just to see it in a bigger screen. (laughs) Like twenty past five in a maybe hundred seat screen. That's going to be weird because it's three hours long. Sorry, I'd be I'd be for that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. There's there's less chance of shit munches. Don't get me wrong, but it's um, yeah. So next week. Episode 300, um, people have already emailed episode 300 emails. Thank you. We'd love some more. Um, But confirm to join us. Uh, Brad's going to be joining us. Noel's going to be joining us. I'm hoping Andrew Jones is going to join us as well. Um, Steve uh, Nixon is going to be joining us. Um, And uh, Becky, I'll tell you after. Um... Yeah, it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a pile up, and it's gonna be a laugh, and I need to go. And have so, the gaggle. Gaggle, 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 gaggle. <laughs> um, Patreon.com forward slash film bastards. Uh, Two dollars a month, you get extra shit. Help us get some better equipment. Keep the running of the show. Filmbastards at gmail dot com at bit bitter conqueror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with a zero instead of the low, last O for me <laughs> at Bexy Foz and at Dude Foz that is us out thank you very much folks bye bye see you later Ian bye bye speak to you later Liam bye 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 I promise that you'll never find another like me I know that I'm a handful baby uh, I know I never think before I jump and you're the kind of guy the ladies Gonna follow where I go And there's a lot of cool shit stuff But one of these things is not like the others Like a rainbow with all of the colors Baby doll when it comes to a lover I promise that you'll never find another like me
like hee hee hee. I know I tend to make it about me. I know you never get just what you see, but I will never bore you, baby. And when we had that fight out in the rain, you ran after me and called my name. I never wanna see you walk away. Cause one of these things is not like the others. Living in winter, I am your summer. Maybe dull when it comes to a lover. I promise that you'll never find another like me.